Jake, we are here for Wednesday, October 18th. Picks with the professor. We're talking NFL week seven. Uh, NFL week six treated us really well. Yes, steaming hot. That was I want to I want to go back and just re- keep redoing week six there. Yeah. Um five and two on the show picks, as you can see on screen there, with a 42% ROI. Our show picks now have 14% ROI, but that pales in comparison to the A-grade picks, which have a 31% ROI. Um we're we're tending to play on average about one pick per game. So we're not even being super like selective. Some people will put up some good numbers in the NFL. They'll get, you know, kind of a lucky few wins and they'll play like two games a week or something. We ain't doing that. We're, we're finding plays. Um, yes, we're, we're digging them all yeah. out. Yeah. And, and, you know, but it's nothing different than what we do for college basketball, what we do for college football, what we do for baseball. It's just, you know, rely on the math to guide us. And as a reminder, picks are good or bad, not based off if they win or lose, but based off of the prices and the numbers that you're getting. If you're believing that the price of number means that if they were to play the game multiple times, you'd be profitable more times than not, that makes it a good play. Now it's tough because you only get one real one reality. So you don't grade off that one pick. You maybe grade off of a set of picks that are similar. I've talked about this take a bunch of picks that are all, take all your minus 200 ish picks and you need to be winning about 70% of those. Take all your even money picks. You'd be winning about 55% of those. Take all your plus 150. You'd be winning about 45% of those, right? That sort of thing um, tells you when you look at the large numbers and that's what we're showing here. You can see that on screen. It's gone really well uh, for the NFL. This player-based model is just wrecking shop. We will have a lot of interesting discussions though. It seems like this week, the injury bug hit. I mean, we already had a couple of handful of things, right? You know, Eckler, of course, from the start, um, you know, you had Mike Williams already said, I mean, the Chargers were already dealing with it, you know, before, but this week just seems like we added a whole layer of it. And we're talking a lot about all of those issues, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, but Jake, is there anything else to discuss other than we just want to keep reliving week six and really just all season, to be honest, it's yeah, been a great season I've, so far. It's been an incredible season. That's why the dub club is worth everything. Cause that as good as the show did without the A plays, I mean, the A plays were just outstanding standing last week yep absolutely and that's a good reminder again all week i'll have a special link in the show description so that you can sign up you can pay for two months and get the next three for free that'll get you through the end of football season uh hopefully we've we've shown uh, why this is valuable. If it's helping you make money, we appreciate all the support. Uh, this money helps me literally pay my bills so that I can spend about a hundred hours a week watching sports, researching sports, modeling sports, and, and putting out this content for y'all, uh, including all the extra content that we'll do. We'll do like always here. We've got four games to talk about, and then we'll uh, cut out. And if you're with us on dub club, you get those last four games, it's just like a college football. I just did it by time order. So there's nothing special about the first four versus the last four. It's just arbitrary cut point of uh word rotation order. So that's why Buffalo and New England got later. Uh, but we'll, we'll give you four picks for free, but then they're four on dub club and you get a ton of other great things on dub club, uh, as, as Jake mentioned. So again, this week, only that sign up link, uh, will get you a month for free. If you're looking to get through the rest of the football picks. And now I'll get you started college basketball, which I know Jake is coming up. Uh, three weeks away, under three weeks away at this point. Yeah, I know you're excited about that. Oh, I'm so excited. And then there's a big time scrimmage, big time scrimmages coming up and getting all those ba- reports. Baylor and Auburn, I guess, right? 
Yeah, Tennessee and Michigan State would be a fun one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then everybody's doing their. I remember when it used to be like Midnight Madness, and yeah. everybody's yeah. their own cute little names, and they do it randomly. Yeah. But yeah. watching that, if you haven't seen it, the dunk contest from yeah. Michigan State. Oh my gosh, that Cohen Carter, Cohen something. He mm-hmm. is he is spectacular. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm super excited again to hit up college basketball season. The the money lines are so profitable in February uh, and March. And the start of season is usually good to us anyway with spreads. I think it's going to be a great combination. I'm, I'm, I'm super optimistic, and, and we'll do the same thing for that we do here. We'll have a ton of A-grade picks over on Dub Club that just hopefully are just profiting in the background. And then you and I will talk about some of the bigger games, some of the more fun games, some things we kind of see uh, that are the good B-grade picks to jump on. That's what we did here. We highlighted some totals and some B-grade picks. The A grade picks, all of them over on Dub Club. Again, sign up, link in the show description. Don't miss out on that. But otherwise, let's get to it. Thursday, Jake, you just keep rolling off for the most part. You have been fantastic for Thursday. We're turning back to Thursday Night Football again. Uh, Carr is listed as probable. Still a little bit of lingering effects from his injuries. I think he'll be fine. I'm not really overall worried about him. The interesting one is Trevor Lawrence. Don't even know what to classify him of as of yet. We're do, recording this here uh, Tuesday night. We'll learn a lot more in the next couple of days. He had a brace on in practice on Tuesday. It was very limited. Uh, other guys got the reps with the number ones. He thinks he's going to play. I tend to agree. I think he's going to play. Might be a little limited in his mobility because of being a knee injury, especially in the quick turnaround. Uh, if they did decide to give him the day off, I would expect him to be 100% next week. Uh, so this is just a, a tough turnaround for this injury. Those extra two days could really matter for him. May not, but I mean, this is like, this is the type of injury that just needs an extra like day or two to heal, uh, limiting practice time already short weeks. That kind of adds an extra complication to this for this Jacksonville offense. And this Jacksonville team is very okay. Uh, I think they're, they're slowly climbing up my ratings. You know, we talked about from the start of the season, the model is going to be high on some teams and low on some teams. And it's right more than it's wrong. I could, I could tell you the teams it was right on. And it's a very long list. The teams that was wrong, it was wrong on the lines. It was, it, it missed that, but it really adjusted on the lines quickly. It was about a couple weeks and it's had the lines in the top 10. The Jaguars, it's kind of like slowly bumping up, but this Jaguars team is still very, very flawed. Got a nice win over Buffalo, who apparently can't play if they're a standalone game, but if they're at Sunday at noon, watch out. Um, But that was overseas, and that was weird. They do well overseas. They know that environment. They've played the Colts twice. One of those games without Richardson, one of them was Richardson's first game. I'm I'm just not sold on Jacksonville. I think they're very okay. Uh, the Saints team also very okay, but short week quarterback maybe injured. Game in New Orleans, one of the one of the good still home crowds uh, that could really affect the game in New Orleans. And the thing I'm thinking about here is the best unit on the field is going to be the Saints defense, and that I think is the difference maker here. Saints are only minus one seventeen B grade pick. We're grabbing them here, Jake. What do you got? Yeah, I think a lot of this is to do with Trevor Lawrence's injury and the fact that Jacksonville's line isn't good. Like they're they're very meh, and they're going against a defense like New Orleans, you, you've got to have a you pretty say, good you, line. You say meh? I've got them thirty-two run blocking, twenty-eight pass blocking. That's I've got their line as bad. I think their offense is doing okay because Etienne's just a really good back, and Lawrence is a really good yeah. quarterback, and they they've got a guy or two. They don't have a ton of. They got a guy or two they can throw to, but they got some skill guys. But the line is not very good for them. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just, and that's not what you want against 
a New Orleans team that has a very stout defense that's with a good secondary and a decent offense that's probably going to get better. It should get better. Like as Carr gets healthy, they get all their weapons in with Kamara back and Thomas and Olave. Maybe even Jimmy Graham showing up a little bit here and there, like trying to relive those Drew Brees glory days. Uh, but I just I don't really see Jacksonville be able to pull this off with Lawrence being even if Lawrence plays, he's going to be banged up, and it's he's not going to be as mobile, which means he takes more sacks or throws it quicker. It has to go quicker out, and I just don't think that's a great way in how you want to attack this New Orleans defense. I think New Orleans will be able to stop. Their offense isn't lovely by any stretch, no. but it is getting better, and I think it will be solid in this game, uh, especially coming off the short week. Not be Jacksonville's not going to be able to game plan the way they need to. Uh, neither team really gets a game plan as well. But if you're constantly trying to figure out who your quarterback's going to be and everything else, it it makes it even harder. So everything's going to be very vanilla, which make, helps the defense out. I think New Orleans hmm. wins this game. Yeah, that's the thing is that if you're going with a vanilla game plan on offense, uh, you know that that really highlights the the Saints defense ability to stop the Jaguars offense uh, really hamper that down and a, a vanilla game play for New Orleans is kind of their normal. That's already kind of baked into the model <laughs> because their offense isn't very good in the first place. Uh, the Saints played relatively admirably against the Texans on the road. We had the Texans on that one as a late A grade pick one we kind of liked as a B grade all week. Uh, this one kind of reminds me of that flipped on the other side now a B grade that uh, we liked all week and maybe it would, maybe it will get to the A grade. Who knows? Uh, the, the injury for Lawrence, of course, is the big question mark. But uh, I, I think the the home road here is the the big difference. The Saints just couldn't quite get it done on the road. They they fell just short. This feels like an outback at home. They get the job done. When you talk about the, a team like the Texans or the Jaguars, they're not really drastically different. Either one of them is special. Uh, either one of them could accidentally win the division. Obviously, people thought the Jags would win it coming in, but I, I've been low on them, and if the Texans stuck in and did it, they could do that. But it's not because the Texans are great. It's just both of them are just okay football teams. Uh, and, and the thing I wanted to point out when I say this is you see on screen there, I've got the Jaguars like 20th, and the Saints 50th, but you see that grade 96 to 98 is almost no difference. There's a bunch of teams in the middle that are one good or bad game from going from like 20th to 12th. I mean, they're just bundled up there in the middle. There's some real separation at the top and the bottom. There's a couple of tiers in that middle group, uh, depending on where you fall, but there's a bunch in the middle that are really close to each other. So um, the Jaguars being ranked 20th, I, I think I wouldn't get caught up on that. I don't think that's necessarily saying I think they're exactly 20th. It's just depending on exactly exactly how you round things you know you could you could have them at 20th or, or or 14th or something because there's a bunch of teams really close together there uh and that's the thing is two close teams home team at minus 117 pretty decent value for us for the saints there on thursday sunday afternoon las vegas chicago let's keep the theme rolling uh of questionable quarterbacks uh fields not questionable fields out for this game they will be relying on their backup. Vegas don't really know. Garoppolo was at the at the hospital. The thought is it was precautionary. The early indications are they're optimistic. It sounds like he might play. I've got him listed as questionable for this game. I don't know. Maybe that's a little optimistic. It's really hard to say. The good news for, for Vegas is they aren't dealing with the normal backup quarterback situation because um, I played – a little bit here uh, last week, and of course, it's it's Brian Hoyer, who, who who's a guy who's played a lot, right? Um, he's a very very competent backup. They tried to go earlier in the season 
with I don't know, I can't remember some random young quarterback um, for that one. Thing. There you go. Yes, thank you, Aiden O'Connell. So I was like some random young guy who I saw playing in college a couple years ago who just was not ready. Uh, but, yeah. but going with Hoyer, he's very competent. You know, he's not great. He's not going to light it up for you, but he can do enough to get the job done. Uh, he played last week. If he has to play, it's definitely a downgrade. But also Garoppolo. That's kind of what Garoppolo is too, right? It's not like Garoppolo's out there, you know, vintage, you know, Tom Brady, you know, vintage uh, Troy Aikman out there, whatever, depending on how old you are, right? Um, this Vegas offense still has a lot of pieces that are pretty good. Defense, not so much. Chicago offense, not good in the first place. Losing fields, I'm not sure it really hurts them that much. They weren't really good before or after. So you have a couple of quarterback situations here that I'm not sure have a huge impact. Bears defense, Highly questionable. Neither one of these teams play fast or slow. So the model looks at this and says, maybe, you know, Chicago's offense brings us down a little bit. You might have a little bit of wind concerns in Chicago. It doesn't look too bad, but it's something to monitor as always in October in Chicago. But the model thinks should be around an average type football game. Maybe a little under, uh, but not where the market puts it. The market puts it at 37 and a half. 38 is pretty key right here. Over 37 and a half. Great value. Jake, this feels, and I think we're going to kind of have this theme for the show, a couple of contrarian plays here, a couple of picks that I think people are going to be a little bit, this isn't where you run. Sometimes I find that's the biggest value, the ones I'm the most afraid to make, because if I'm afraid to make them, everybody else is afraid to make them. And that's sometimes where the value lies, because no one's making that play because they're all afraid to. But these defenses, they aren't good. No, no, the defenses are bad. Um this is unreal. I think too much is being made of the quarterback situation because losing fields isn't terrible in Chicago, and the drop off between Garoppolo and Hoyer is slammed to none. Uh, the the receivers are still there; they're still making the plays. You still have Josh Jacobs, um, who's a, at times a really good running back, and then other times he just disappears. Uh, I think he's Chicago, starting to play a little better as the weeks roll along. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'm not convinced. I think maybe we'll see. We'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Chicago's defense is something that will you can have a bad game but still put up good numbers because uh, that defense is so bad. But at the same time, they still have weapons with DJ Moore, who's very very good. And this just has to be incredibly frustrating on him going from a bad Carolina team. Thinking he's got hope in Chicago and then nothing there. Uh, so it's just got to be maddening. But I just, I really, it's not going to be hard for either of these teams to get into the 20s, I don't think, for on either side because the defenses are so rough and the off, offenses are, well, Chicago's offenses, eh, but the, off, <laughs> the Vegas offense is at least decent at times. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. has like Jacoby Myers seems to have found new life. And mm-hmm. I mean, they still have Devontae Adams. They just got to remember mm-hmm. he's on the team. Uh, and just it almost, I, I felt like watching the Cowboys on Monday night. It was just like, just keep feeding CD Lamb. It's simply just keep feeding Devontae Adams. Just keep going to him <laughs> every time you can. The guy, the guy might be the best receiver in, in a long he's, time. He's, he's really so good, good at everything. Uh, and the benefit for, for Vegas, number six, pass blocking, number seven, run blocking. They got a great offensive line, which, again, gives them a little bit of hope, even though their quarterback situation is a little iffy at this point. Yeah. And, I mean, Devontae Adams has been ripping up the Chicago defense for a long for, for almost his entire career, really. So, mm. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, that's that's going to be fun. He probably, he's just going to feel right at home there in Chicago, so there's nothing new there. And this is, like, one of the – three teams Brian Hoyer hasn't played for, so he's probably used to playing against them too. 
Yeah, yeah, he's definitely played for a bunch of them. Uh, the Bears are likely going to start Tyson Bagent or Bagent. I don't actually don't even know how to pronounce his name. Um, he, he, this is another one of those. If anybody knows where this guy went to school, you either like are his parents or his friends, or you went to that school. Division two Shepherd University. I went to a D3 school, so I completely understand this, but you get to the D2 and D3 schools and it's like, you're just making names up at this point because there's so many of them out there. Uh, I mean, quite a rise for this guy. And obviously he tore that up at division two, but to get to the point where he might start an NFL game is just an incredible story. You also obviously have to worry about how he'll handle the emotions of all that. But that is to say, kind of as we're talking about here, this Vegas defense is, you know, not very good, um, and that should help a little bit. And if nothing else, this Bears defense gives up points, and they should give him plenty of opportunities to put points up on the board himself because, uh, you know, the quicker you give up points, the quicker you get, you get the ball back, right? So uh, should hopefully lead to good things for quite a story. Uh, this is something that we will continue to update the weather and potential wind uh, over on Dub Club if you're with us uh, uh, in the Discord chat. So make sure you are there. 1 p.m. Cleveland, Indianapolis, and let's just keep the quarterback theme rolling. Deshaun Watson, what in the world? I don't know what's going on. Nobody seems to know. The injury they're talking about from all the doctors who are actually medical doctors and not the me type of doctor because I'm the useless kind of doctor have indicated that um, the injury, if, if what they're saying is real, he should have already been playing. So we don't really know if there's something more going on. Um, PJ Walker, not it. I'm just gonna say that much. Like that was bad. Um, great job by Cleveland to play great defense. And that's the game plan for them. I've been high on Cleveland all season and as bad as their offense was with Watson, it gets even worse now with PJ Walker drags their overall rating down, but not because their defense, you can see on screen, their defense, fantastic top five hands down defense. You can make a case they're number one. They're really close with a couple other defenses, and they jockey around just based off of who's playing that day. I, again, I don't do look back. I'm only looking ahead. I don't really care about what happened before. We're focused on predicting the future, and the prediction of the future matters who's healthy. So it jockeys around, but they're one of the top defenses. I'm assuming they're going to go back to P.J. Walker. I'm treating Deshaun Watson as Cam Rising as, who knows, maybe we'll see him again. But until we do, I'm not plucking him in. Uh, and that makes Cleveland not as good. The Colts will definitely be without Anthony Richardson again. Um, maybe all season. We don't really know. Gardner Minshew, the model was fairly high on him coming into the season, but it seems like at this point, the lack of reps, lack of attention to first string, lack of maybe focus on I am a first, I want to be a first string quarterback. Who knows? Age, who knows what it is, but he seems to be getting worse and worse uh and that doesn't bode well for the colts bottom line this could be an ugly football game i think the browns defense really gives them a chance to win but on the road this is a coin toss so plus 116 on the colts sign me up for that because in garbage football anybody can win so i'm all about the plus odds this is part of how we've been profiting the nfl is just taking all these plus odds type things where we're like i don't really i'm not saying take plus odds like when the Panthers are playing, right? That's kind of borderline suicidal, right? But plus odds in a coin tossy type game, we aren't going to win them all, but if we win half of them, we've profited. So that's kind of our strategy here. Isn't that right, Jake? Yeah. Yeah. Like this is very coin tossy with the, with the Apple's made at home. Uh, 
I mean, the Colts at least have one consistent part to their offense where Cleveland's not had really any consistency yeah. with like the Colts are able to run the ball. They've got a very yeah. good line. Um, they've got two very good running backs. With they, the way they, Moss they brought Taylor. Back. They brought Taylor back in, and Moss is like gotten even better. It seems like. Yeah. I mean, he's been fantastic these last two games. Yeah, he's not about to give up that starting job. He's he's not. Yeah, they're so, gonna have to they're gonna have to pry it from his cold dead fingers pretty much. Yeah, and and I mean that you've got Michael Pittman on the outside who is it just catches everything. They Gardner Minshew had a terrible first three quarters, looked decent in the fourth quarter of their last game. You know, I don't know what you're going to get out of him, but this is a very coin toss. Uh, normally, I'm very scared to back a, mm-hmm. a quarterback that just had a game like Gardner Minshew against a defense like Cleveland. But it's also he's also facing PJ Walker, so I don't know. Yes, <laughs> yeah, like I just don't think they've got the. I mean, Kareem Hunt doesn't seem to have put it together yet. Ford is still. I mean, he's he's decent, but he's nothing special. Mm-hmm. This Colts defense is at times makes big plays and at times disappears. I think we, I think at home they're always going to be a bit better with a coin toss. Might as well take the plus odds. There's a reason this total's really low. It's it's low enough that I, I'm not touching the total, but there's a reason it's low. I mean, this could be a real ugly game. Part of why the last game was so ugly for Cleveland, the weather, you had some wind issues and some rain issues in that game. And that, that kind of just mucks it up a little bit. But part of that was just that's the type of game Cleveland wants to play anyway. Um, I think the last thing that I really want to say to people about this game is we were on the Browns last week. Even when Deshaun Watson was announced out, we were still on the Browns. We were saying the Niners should be, depending on when the update was and who was injured and that sort of thing and, and whatnot, we were thinking it should have been Niners somewhere between four and six, and the market had it at 10. So we saw that and said – the Browns are being disrespected at home. Their defense can keep them in this game. So for people looking at this, thinking about the Browns performance, and again, it was a fantastic win for them. And I don't want to take anything away. If you're a Browns fan, that was awesome. If, if you're a Browns fan, you, you, your quarterback's out and you beat one of the best teams in the league um, because your defense is so good. But you know, we were on the Browns last week because their defense can keep them in the game. But the counter to that is when they play a weaker team, their offense isn't good enough at this point with PJ Walker, especially to, to help them win games. And that's kind of going to be the story, I think, for Cleveland until they figure out that offense, even if Deshaun Watson's back, because he wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination, was their defense is good enough to keep them in games for the most part, but their offense isn't good enough to help them beat people. So they're going to kind of play with everybody. So it's one of those things where I just want to take plus odds in every Browns game because I don't really know what's going to happen because the defense is so good. You saw they can beat the 49ers, but their offense is so bad. As you saw, they can lose to the Steelers. And so that's, that's it with this team. It's not, if they had an offense, it's a different story. And so that's, Again, hopefully explaining the logic as to why this plus odds, why we think that makes sense. Not a grid value, not high enough price for that, uh, but a but B plus value. We're not too far away uh, from that A grade pick. And again, remember on Dub Club, you get all that information is what the A grade thresholds are. So you can kind of be price watching and looking out for that uh, uh, information as, as the week moves along. Also, 1 p.m., our last free pick here before we shift on over to our Dub Club exclusive. Again, sign up link in the show description if you want to pay for two months and get the rest of the football season, all three of them for free. And that gets you college basketball picks as well. Remember that link this week only in the show description. Detroit, Baltimore. Jake, Detroit kind of did us a little bit dirty last week. 
in that we picked them to win and that was good, but we also picked them to go over and they played a real low scoring game. I think kind of the, one of the themes we talked about a little bit of contrarian pick. I think the the Colts, we just talked about a little bit of a contrarian pick, right? After what happened with Cleveland, right? It's just a good reminder you're never as good as you looked last week if you look good. You're not as bad as you looked last week. You're also not as high scoring as you looked last week or low scoring, right? There's those things balance out and, and people kind of get a little bit too focused on last week. The Ravens last week kicked, I think, five field goals in the game, which they've done before. That's not the first time. But they also have a good enough offense that sometimes they'll score five touchdowns right? The Lions played in a low scoring game, but that offense is legit. And that defense, I think looked better because the Bucks offense, I think can just get kind of stuck in the mud. Mike Evans, not a hundred percent at this point. And that kind of makes them lose a little bit of their weaponry there. The Lions want to play faster. They want to get up and down. They want to score. It's what they've been doing most of the season. Now, maybe that changes, right? Maybe that's not what they want to do. And this is a new shift, but, but I need to see more than one game from this defensive oriented Lions team before I really buy into that, because what I am buying into is all the weapons they have on offense, even with all the running back situation, their offensive line is good enough. The weapons outside are good enough. Goff's continuing to rise at the quarterback ratings that we've got. They should be able to put up points. Baltimore's a solid all around team. They play typically pretty fast as well. Uh, I don't see why this total is so low. I do think the model's probably shooting it a little high at 48. I think a more realistic total for this is 44, 45, which makes over 41 and a half a fantastic pick. We'd obviously love to get over 41. I don't think that's going to happen. I think people are focused on the wrong key number. If you're thinking about that key number, I think the key number to be focused on is make sure you get it over 43 and a half. Cause I think 44 is more of a key possibility, but with Detroit's offense, and the fact that Baltimore can put it in the end zone, even though they struggled with it in London, you have to think there's a good chance this game could sneak up and get to the 50s as well. Over 41 and a half, Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I, mean, I think Detroit is going to drive this number. You're going to have to play with them. I'm I'm not sure what that was last week with the low scoring. Yeah. I don't know if the the running back issues drug them down but or, or what. But Baltimore is going to play, have to play a little play a little bit faster of a pace here to keep up with this Detroit team with all the weapons they have and the way golf is playing. Um, I think Jameer Gibbs might be back for this one, which helps them out, which just adds more speed to this already fast Detroit team. Uh, I know that Montgomery's out, but their other running backs still, still very solid. Craig, Craig Reynolds has looked pretty good. Yes. And, in fact, in fact, I've got Craig Reynolds rated ahead of Jameer Gibbs at this point. My model loves what he's done for them. Yeah, well, even better. That's, that's going to be another good one-two punch. And their defense, I think, I can't, I don't know. I can't, I can't make my mind up on their defense because I can't tell if they are just getting a, just walked by their, how fast their offense goes. So they, mm. they're just gassed at more or just more, more opportunities for the team to score or what. But I think they're I think they're very, going to be very turned out to be a very average defense that mm-hmm. is in a, in a system that doesn't play to their strengths, and just puts the other team with the ball too many times. But as long as they keep winning, it doesn't matter. But I don't think yeah. And Baltimore is going to have to 
figure out how to score. They've got to get Zay Flowers. They got to get somebody else going besides Zay Flowers. He's been the mm-hmm. only real option mm-hmm. Lamar's had. And the running back. Mark, Mark Andrews seems like he does really well for like one quarter of a game. He'll have like three catches in a quarter, and then the other three quarters he like disappears. It's kind of weird. I don't quite understand yeah. what what what's going on with that. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, and I mean they're just so beat up with running backs that I mean, yeah, I don't think Hill or Gus Edwards are true starting running backs no. in the NFL. I think they're they're great backup guys. Yeah. Uh, Lamar's not been running as much. I think that's going to have to start changing if they want to start mm. actually winning games. But what's nice is Baltimore has one of the best kickers that probably has ever kicked a ball in mm. any sport. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if they get anywhere near the 50, it's going to be three points. So that always also helps a, a lower total like this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think people are overreacting to Detroit again. I I could be wrong on this, and the model could be wrong on this. But again, we always talk about the models right more than it's wrong. It's not right on everything. Um, there are some things it's going to miss. I just know personally when I try to figure out what it's going to miss, uh, I end up like picking and choosing terribly wrong most of the time. So I try not to figure out what it's going to miss and just say, I know it's going to be right more than wrong. The model is saying that Detroit's strength is just guided by their offense, that their pace is really fast, and that their defense isn't terrible necessarily. But as you said, they're going to give up a, a, a lot of points just because of their offense scoring so quickly, putting them on the field, and that sort of thing. Also, we talk about with Carolina. I don't think Carolina's defense is probably as bad as they've looked, as much as they're on the field so much. It's hard to play that long, right? If they actually had an offense to control the ball, that's closer to an average defense instead of like dead last. Uh, I, I digress, though. I think people are overreacting with the line for a couple things. Number one, they held the Chiefs to 20 points on opening night. That was without Kelsey, and that matters a lot to that Chiefs offense. Uh, they held the Falcons to six points at home. That was the Falcons. Their offense is terrible. And then last week, the Bucks six. I just think the Bucs are going to be a team that is going to randomly score some, especially when their wide receivers get going and they get the passing attack going. But the Bucs issues, they can become kind of one-dimensional. And as I mentioned, with Mike Evans being a little bit hobbled still, not 100% yet last week, probably will this week, that kind of hurts them because they really need that one-two punch of him and Godwin. So I just think people look at those three games and talk about this Lions defense, and I think they're getting a little bit misled. I just don't think they're that good. I think the Lions offense is. That's really the more points. We'll find out. They fooled us last week, but again, uh, both of these teams feel like they want to play more of a fun football game than a boring one. Uh, at least that's what the metrics would indicate. So we're going to go over 41 and a half. Model thinks more like 48, and that wraps up our free pick section. Again, dub club for the rest. Those are the four games we're going to cover here on the other side of the music. Jake, do you have any parting words before we get a 30-second reprieve? No, but just dub club is worth it. Those A plays are everything. And then you get college football, college basketball. They're, they've been great everywhere. It's been, playoff baseball has been wonderful too. It's totally worth every, every bit, of, every dime you'll pay. Yep. I could not agree more under $1 per day. And again, if you get the two pay two months and get three, it's even cheaper than that. So uh, sign up link again this week only for that special deal. Hopefully you will see us on the other side of the music. <laughs> 